I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And with the help we get from Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, we can keep that thing running right through uh, this fall and through winter. Dan Burns is back. Hi, Dan. Morning. Hi. Good morning. Good our, line, our line is we can keep running as long as you want to, as long as you're, <laughs> you, pay the you find value in it. <laughs> That's true. We can keep running. That's for sure. Like you've... Uh, Told me over the years, uh, if it starts rusting out, there's not a whole lot you can do. About well, that that that, that, it, it, that finishes it often. Yeah, that, uh, we've even had them where they've kept them for so long that the frame breaks in half. It rusts through. You've and, seen that? Yeah, we've seen that. So I remember uh, I had an old car once I bought. Well, actually, from Dick Chapman, a little Carmen Ghia. Oh yeah, and he didn't garage it, so it was left outside all the time. But it was fun. You could work on this air-cooled engine so easily, change the plugs, nothing yeah, to it, right? Yeah. But you could see, as you're sitting in the driver's seat, you could see the ground. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that used to be common. The, the, uh, uh, it's before we got really good at floor mats, and the, the carpet would get all wet and stay wet all winter. And, uh, and it, you know, and then, of course, right it, through. It, it would rust right through. And, and they weren't as good. The metals weren't as good as they are now. They, they, don't, they didn't treat them as well as they yeah. do now. And, and uh so things got pretty rusty back then. Well, if you have a car care kind of question, whether it's a car, truck, van, whatever the case may be, you want to talk to an ASC certified technician like Dan, now is your chance. You can call it in at 651-989-9226. We've cleared the line so you can use them. And by the way, Dan will be here till about 745. So don't wait to ask your question. He'll be here for about another 30 minutes or so. If you uh, would rather send Dan a text, Uh, Just send it to 81807, 81807. You and I were talking before the show started about wiper blades, and I know uh, you have the distinct advantage of of having a a shop there at Lloyd's Automotive where you can uh, uh, work on your car along with other people's, and you change your wiper blades pretty often, don't you? I do. You know, wiper blades, are we we actually check them for for people. Oh, you do? When you bring your car, I mean, when you're using your wiper blades, it's great. It's like you're looking and you say, these wiper blades are terrible. I need to do something about them. And then you forget. Yes. You know, the weather clears up and, and you forget to do something about your wiper blades. So uh, we, we, that's part of our winter and fall special is to test the wiper blades and the washers and be sure that that stuff all works. But it's important. Uh, and as I've aged, I don't see it as well, quite as well as I used to. And... It makes a big difference, you know, if the, if when the wipers are going, if the window is clear and, and especially if it's dark out and, yes. and, the, and the lights are, are shining, it makes a big difference on how well I can see if there if there's no residue left on the window. Is there a so, difference in quality that is if you pay more, chances are it's going to be a better blade? I think so, yeah. Okay. Pay more, name brand, yeah. uh, that sort yeah. of thing. Uh, and, and, you know... Change them frequently. They don't. They don't cost very much, yeah. and to change them a couple times a year, they're not hard to change. They're up. not. Well, sometimes some are. They a little more difficult. <laughs> They've uh, wiper blades. Quite inter- Quite quite honestly, have, have gotten a little frustrating for us because just like everything else in life, it you know that used to be two or three numbers would fit every car in, right. in the world, and now it's thirty or forty numbers yeah. that 
that you need to. Uh, and I don't know why they. The only difference is the way they mount on the car, right? But uh, and I don't know why they keep changing that because the old way worked just fine. It's called but, marketing, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. John is on the horn in St. Paul with a fir- first up question. Hi, John. What's your problem there? Good morning. I drive a nineteen eighty eight. Ford F-250, a great truck. I just had a bunch of work done on the front end, including a wheel alignment. But the truck still seems to pull a little bit to the left. I also have the tires rotated, so I'm kind of stymied right now. And thought I'd seek your advice. Well, if uh, here's what I would do. If, if, uh, if I had worked on your car and I knew that the steering components were all tight and if I knew that the alignment was correct... And if you came back, hey, my truck is still pulling to the left, what's going on? I would switch the two front tires and see if the pull changes. If, the, if, the, if it then goes straight or if the pull changes uh, and, and starts going to the right, then you know that the pull is in the tires. And I suspect that's what you're going to find. Uh, I think just coincidentally, it, it, by rotating the tires, that didn't do it. But, uh, but if you switch them left to right... Uh, the pull should change if it's in the tires. And if it's not, then you're going to need to take it back and have the alignment rechecked because those are the two things that will cause a pull. All right. Thank you. You bet. All right, John. Thank you. John leaves that line open at 651-989-9226. Gary is calling from Blaine with a question. Good morning, Gary. Morning. I've got a old 2 Buick LeSabre and the ignition switch Everything works on it, but when you hit the start position, nothing it doesn't start. Now, I run a jumper switch to the relay box in the engine compartment, and if I turn the switch to on and hit that button, it starts right up. Do I have a possible bad ignition switch? It's, it's pretty common on those. Uh, that's actually a... It sounds like you're handy enough. Uh, yeah. you, you know where the relay is and everything. Uh, uh, when you go to the start position on that, mm-hmm. you need to get a signal at that relay. And if you're not getting a signal from the uh, um, ignition switch, then it's either the wiring or the switch. And of course, most commonly it's the switch. It's pretty common on a, on a car because you start it so many times. And every time you start it, there's a little spark, you know, a little arc when the electrical connectors touch. And over time, those uh, connectors wear out and, uh, so it's pretty common that that we I mean we replace ignition switch switches often, and so I would not be surprised if that's what it is. But if you want to be sure, uh, check a wiring diagram, see which which of the terminals on the uh, relay come from the ignition switch, and check and see if you're getting the signal. If you are, then uh, or if you're not getting the signal, then it needs a switch. Okay, very good. Hang on, Dan. We'll uh, take a bit of a break. We have callers on the line and texters as well. We're going to get back to them right after this quick break. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. And before you uh, take your vehicle, if there's a problem, enter your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, Dan has always been kind enough for the last 20 years or so to help us out here, uh, giving us some idea of what might be wrong with that uh, vehicle of yours. Uh, Where do we find you guys there at Lloyd's? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria, right behind the Governor's Mansion. Oh, yes. In uh, in St. Paul. Great area. 
You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call as soon as today. We'll be there this morning, 651-228-1316. Very good. Let's go back to the phones, Dan. Donovan's calling from Fergus Falls. Donovan, you're on with Dan. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. I've got a 2006 Grand Marquis that the uh, on the dash lights, the, uh, the, mostly the light for the odometer was kind of fading out, and sometimes it was totally gone. So they replaced the, the um, dash lights. When I got it back, the gas gauge now only goes showing when it's full, seven-eighths full. So it's actually off because I checked it. I mean, it's off an eighth of a degree, eighth of a tank. Is there something wrong with the uh, lighting they put in there, or what's up? Well, there could be. You know, the the, the uh, oftentimes when they when the, on the back of those circuit boards, when you plug them in, there they go into a printed circuit sometimes. Or uh, for sure, there's a there's a connector with lots and lots of wires that it plugs into. And I'm wondering if uh, perhaps maybe they didn't get it plugged plugged in quite tight or something like that, because it doesn't make sense that uh, just by unplugging it and plugging it back in that the uh, gauge itself has failed, so I think more likely it's the connections. But uh, but I think if you take it back and ask them to recheck their work, I bet they'll they'll find out what's going on. When we when we're testing a fuel gauge, uh, we ha- actually have an apparatus that we hook up back at the tank, and we can run the gauge all the way from full to empty and do a test on it that way to to see what's going on, make sure that the that that is not the sending unit in the tank. Just coincidentally, that would be a big coincidence, but it's possible. But uh, but at any rate, I think if you I take it back, back though, check it, and they found nothing. Well, they have to find something. There's something wrong. <laughs> yeah, they, so, they, they're just shaking their hands. It was a local Ford dealer. Yeah. Well, like I say, that's that if it's it's either it's it's either the sending unit in the tank, the wiring in between, or the gauge in the dash. And so it has to be it has to be one of those things. Because uh, it's not working correctly, so uh, if they if they don't know, then you should try someone else. Try another shop. Yeah, you're saying, something's huh? wrong for sure. Yeah. All right. Good luck with that, Donovan. Thank you very much, Kevin. Uh, Kev uh, Kevin is calling from I think Little Canada. Kevin, you're on CCO. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How can we help yeah. you? I have a two I have a 2008 Hyundai Accent. It's got quite a few miles, two hundred twenty five thousand. And when I'm entering a highway and an elevated right-hand turn, the clover leaf, it'll um, blow a lot of smoke temporarily and lose power. It does not trigger an engine light, but it seems to work itself out, and then it drives fine. Hmm. Um, Also... Randomly at startup, it'll blow a puff of smoke at startup for about three seconds. Yeah. Um, well, of course, with that many miles on it, things are getting loose, and uh, oil is probably going to go where it's not supposed to. That's just the way that that's the way that's what happens when things get loose. And uh, a couple things that are going on is as you're going around a clover leaf, I'm wondering uh, if. Oil is flowing to one side of the of something, and uh, through the crankcase ventilation, which every car has, 
uh, it's actually vacuum that's applied to the crankcase. And if, uh, if that crankcase ventilation is sucking in oil, uh, which, of course, if it got a big gulp of oil, it would cause it to run poorly and cause it to uh, put off a tremendous amount of smoke. Uh, but something like that is what I suspect is going on. The startup smoke, that might just be normal on an old car. I mean, that's just, you know, oil runs by the, the rings or whatever and, and gets into the uh, gets into the cylinders and, and uh, very normal that it, that it would blow a little smoke when you first start it. But that one going around the corner, I think the first thing I would start to look at is something like the crankcase ventilation where it would be getting a drink of oil going around the curve like that when it's not supposed to. Okay. Good luck with that, Kevin. Uh, a texter says, I share this uh, frustration here. It's a 2008 Lexus. I have a problem with a film that develops on the inside of the windshield. After cleaning it, only stays clean for about one month. There's also dust or particles on the dash. I've had the cabin filter replaced. That has helped some. I've cleaned it with vinegar and water. I've used a micro cloth. The latest I've used is called Invisible Glass. Uh, hold on. Let's just jump to the uh, next page. Uh, do you have any suggestions what causes this or what can I do to eliminate the problem? Uh, clean your window every month. It's, and, <laughs> and you guys, I know, have a – you use whatever uh, car dealer. You know, the car, chemical – we can – there's certainly chemicals out there, lots of them. There's yes. Any of the name brand glass cleaners will do a good job of actually getting them clean. You need to use a clean rag. Perhaps – I probably have had the best luck with a clean white paper towel. Yeah. And, uh and wipe it, you know, wash it, dry it, you know, go through the whole process. It'll be clean when you're done, but it'll happen again. And what it's from is the vapors uh, when the car is heated and cooled while you're driving. The Everything in the car is plastic. It's, yes, it's so made off gases. There. It's yeah. petroleum-based, and it puts off gases, which yeah. makes us wonder about our health when we I spend as much say, time yeah. in our cars as we do. But it's just true, and the residue that you get from that is going to be on your window. And I've tried so many different things. Well, that you can get them clean, but they won't stay clean, right. and there's nothing you can do about that. Yep. You know, what, all you can do is clean them often, yep. and, uh, and it, it's just gases that come off all the stuff. You know, even the components, the, all of the electrical components, as they heat up and cool off, they emit a gas, and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just nature of the beast. Yep. So. All right, so keep at it. Clean your window. <laughs> All right, we have to take a break. We'll be back with more Car Care Show here on A3OWCC. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to our Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We'll tell you how to get in touch with uh, Dan in uh, just a couple of minutes. And then uh, Jack Farrell just around the corner. Dan, we have some folks on the line and some texters too. Let's see if we can't help them out before you take your leave. Diana is calling from Hutch with a question. Thank you, Diana. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Um, we have a 2005 uh, Dodge Grand Caravan, and we have an issue with our right turn signal. It blinks really fast, and my husband thought that maybe the bulb was going out, so he changed the bulb, and it's still doing it. Do you have any suggestions on where the issue could be? Yeah, it's a bulb or a connection for sure. Um, so compare left and right. Be sure that he's uh, getting both bulbs. I've done this myself too where I 
by the time you get it all apart, you lose track of which bulb is which. <laughs> yes. Change the wrong bulb. But if it if it's if it's uh, flashing fast like that, that's a signal that one of the bulbs is because there's not enough resistance uh, because all the bulbs aren't engaged. It's a signal that one of the bulbs is not working. So I think if you look a little bit closer, you'll find that one of the bulbs is still not working correctly. It may not be the bulb that's the problem. Very often, we have to put in new connectors uh, because the as the bulb or connector is failing, uh, it gets very hot and oftentimes melts down. Mm. So, um, but I think if you look a little bit closer, you'll find that one of the bulbs is still not working, and it, that needs some more attention. So it's not real hard to track down. No, that. not at all. Okay. Yeah. Good luck with that, Diana. Don is calling from Maplewood with a question. Good morning, Don. Good morning. What's going on I there? Have, I have a uh, 96 Dodge Caravan. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the engine code is, but um, the computer on the transmission is not talking to the, the main computer. Mm-hmm. So it's in limp mode, stuck mm-hmm. in second gear and reverse. Um, I have done some research, talks about maybe power to the computer or whatnot. It did sit all winter, last winter, and the battery totally died on it twice. Um, I don't know if maybe a mouse might have chewed through a wire or if the process of the battery dying, you know, might have actually taken out one of those computers. Yeah. Well, that that usually is not the case, that battery going dead does not usually hurt the computers. In fact, that's what I would recommend now is uh, now that you're all powered up, Try two things. One is disconnect the battery, leave it disconnected for about 10 minutes, uh, hook the battery back up, and see if you have luck uh, with it correcting itself. And the done other that. done that. Next thing I would do is disconnect the battery, turn the ignition on, and hook the battery back up with the ignition on, and see if that clears it out. If it okay. if it if it does not, and it good chance it won't then you are going to need to get some help with it to find out what that code is and uh, do some analysis on that. Find out, first of all, if it's an electrical problem or a mechanical problem. Uh, It could very well be that it's a mechanical problem where something in the transmission actually got stuck where it's both in second gear and reverse at the same time. So, uh, But try those two things. They're they're, they're simple. And uh, if that doesn't work, then you're going to have to get it towed in and get some help on it. I know we're almost out of time, but I want to really uh, uh, hurry through some text messages. How difficult the job is it changing a rack and pinion assembly on a 05 Buick Rendezvous? I'll be doing it myself. Yeah, hard enough that I don't do it myself anymore oh. on the hoist. <laughs> I make my guys do it. So, yeah, it's a significant job. It's messy. The uh, As you disconnect the fuel or the, uh, the power steering lines, they drip all over. So certainly can be done, but it's uh, difficult to do it safely on the garage floor. Texter says, you know, with a caller with the light bulb question, uh, 2005 Grand Caravan, it's possible that he replaced the turn signal bulb with an LED bulb. I did that, and I got the rapid blink uh, even though the bulbs all worked. Aren't our people smart? Is I should say. You know, when you gather a whole bunch of brains together, it really makes a big difference, it, doesn't it? It works. Yeah. Uh, 07 Santa Fe, when letting off the gas, all lights dim a little. Any concern? Maybe not. Uh, probably not. It's, you know, the, when at the faster the engine goes, the faster the alternator goes. 
and the faster the alternator goes, the more it charges. So it could be a, a warning that you're having a little alternator problem, but uh, as long as it keeps working that way, I probably would not worry about it. All right, here's another text. Uh, we are talking about rust floorboards. I've got a rusty floorboard under my feet on the driver's side. What can I do to fix it? We do it. All, we have done it in the you, over, really? over the years, all the time. You go to uh, one of the uh, sheet metal places and you get yourself a nice piece of sheet metal, and you pull the carpet back and slide that sheet metal uh, under the carpet and uh, cover the holes, and you'll be good for another several years. All right. Uh, Texter says, great show. I have an 05 VW Passat. Do you do door actuators using aftermarket parts? Dealerships want 500 bucks per door to fix. Yeah. Well, it, 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 well you know, what's an actuator? Well, it's the, the mechanical part of it, the, like the door lock actuators, oh, okay. what actually right. makes the lock work. Um, you know, yes, we. Uh, <laughs> I have the gift of knowing what brands are better than others and which ones are, there are brands that we use all the time and there are brands that we will never use. So you'll have to do a little bit of research. You could find that on the web if you, you know, get onto the forums and chat lines for, for your vehicle. But uh, yes, we do use aftermarket parts often. And uh, the next question, we talked about it previously. Uh, when do you uh, take a chance putting on snow tires? I've done them this week already. You're kidding. I have, yeah, yeah. The, the, the deal with snow tires is it can't be, it can't be hot out anymore. You know, if, if it's, if it's going to get up into the 80s or 90s, the road is too hot, and if you are driving the car on the road, on the hot road, on a hot day, you'll take the tread off the, off the soft compound of snow tires right away. But if it's, you know, in the 50s or 60s and cool, and if you don't drive very much, uh, do them anytime you want. For, in my opinion, the sooner the better. I like personally like to do them before they're all wet and messy. <laughs> I suppose <laughs> so yeah. it's more comfortable for me to do them. So thank you for that. And it makes a big difference, don't they? They make driving a big difference. Yeah, we do them. We I'm, I mean, it's more and more every year. Lots and lots of people are using snow tires. Do most so. people buy special wheels instead of you know taking the tires on and off? I'd say it's half and half. Okay, and uh, but by far most people use all put all four on. All okay. snow tires. Yeah. All right. So hard to believe we're actually. I thought we were talking state fair, and suddenly we're talking snow tires. Yeah, Fourth of July heat. I'm. I want to go back to Fourth of July heat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Dan, we'll see you back here next week. Sounds good. How I'll do be we here. get? How do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? You can find us at nine eighty two Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at LloydsAutomotive.net, L L O I D S LloydsAutomotive.net, or give us a call six five one two two eight one three. One six. How's that new website working out? You know, it's uh, well, I love it, but uh, uh, I'm not the judge of it. I'll, you'd have to ask the people that use it. <laughs> there but, you go. But, Check uh, it out. It looks nice. I mean, it's a great image of who we are and what we are. So, yeah, no, I'm proud of it. But uh, Check it out yourself. We're busy. It must be working well. Must be working. <laughs> See you in one week from today. Sounds good. All right. Thanks very much, Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.